What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Questions You Never Thought to Ask, the Whitewater Kayaking Podcast. This week is an interesting, um, although somewhat disjointed, uh, podcast where I spoke to seven different people all at the same time about how they're using uh, computers, websites, apps, codes, data um, to make a bunch of useful resource resources for kayakers. Um, and what we can do as the average non-tech-savvy kayaker to help out with that and kind of contribute. I just want to say before we get started with this, that this podcast would not be possible without the backing from my Patreon subscribers. Um, Patreon is a crowdfunding website source where you can chip in uh, a couple of bucks every month. You get to hear the podcast before it comes out uh, in the mainstream, and also get the satisfying, warm feeling of knowing that you helped to keep the lights on and keep this thing uh, happening every month. Uh, I really appreciate those people, and I could not do this without them, so thank you very much. If you're interested in becoming one of those Patreon supporters, why not check it out at patreon.com slash sethashworth. That is enough of that housekeeping. Uh, hopefully everyone's staying safe and healthy in these crazy COVID-19 times. And I hope we will see you again soon. Peace. What's up? Welcome back to Questions You Never Thought to Ask, the Whitewater Kayaking Podcast. My name is Seth Ashworth. I'm, today I'm hosting an interesting style, a new style. I don't know if it's going to be something we're going to be doing a lot here, but a, uh, a conversation about something that I know very little about which is how information technology or how like IT computers um, and stuff is currently used in whitewater kayaking, how it's useful for whitewater kayakers and what we can do to help further this useful resource that maybe we didn't all know uh, existed or didn't know how much uh, was existing. Um, I'm joined by seven different people, I think, today. So if you guys want to go around and introduce yourself and... Uh, where you're from and what your uh, resources or what your background in this whole uh, IT for paddlers um, thing is. I don't know. Whoever wants to start first can can go ahead. I can start. Hello, I'm Jonathan. So I'm I do a bunch of Scottish projects to cover uh, paddling in Scotland, uh, and it started off with me investigating a non-technical project, which was the the Andy Jackson Fund for Access. So there was a charity that. Uh, collected money and did good works on rivers to rebuild riverbanks but it had no internet presence uh, so I, I I got in touch with them and I uh, offered to make them a website and from from making that more public I then got in, got asked if I wanted to help out with the Scottish Whitewater Guidebook so the physical book uh, in Scotland we're really lucky that this guy Andy Jackson the late Andy Jackson not to be confused with English Andy Jackson who's different not to be confused with the Jackson family who make kayaks in America but the Scottish Andy Jackson he pioneered a lot of whitewater paddling and and his works after he died were turned into the Scottish whitewater guidebook so we just revamped that uh, a year ago for the third edition um, and that was that felt really uh, useful and important uh, contribution to paddling um, and then I got asked, do I want to refresh the uh, SCA Where's the Water website, which has the gauges uh, from all the rivers that you can paddle in Scotland, uh, calibrated to canoeists. So, of course, the Environment Agency has a bunch of gauges on rivers. That's great for them to know if there's floods or not, but it, you need manual calibrations to turn that into whether or not it's good conditions for paddling or not. Um, and so I spent some time rewriting that website and then 
crowdsourcing the information on whether or not um, what the levels are for good paddling. And then from there, uh, we've also worked with Mike, who will introduce Whitewater Guide. Do you want to say yeah. you are Mike? Yeah, hello, I'm uh, Mike Kuchensky. Um Actually, uh, we are two guys uh, um, working for Whitewater Guide. It's me and Konstantin Kuznetsov. Uh, he's the developer. He's the one who is doing the hard job, and I'm the one who is talking more. Um, so, uh, Whitewater Guide is an uh, is an app, and we don't have uh, any uh, any connections to any regions. Let's say so we are not based anywhere. Uh, the whole idea behind the project is to cover as much whitewater around the globe as possible. I apologize for my accent. It's a Russian accent. We are both from Russia, but it doesn't mean that uh, we focus on uh, Russian whitewater. The idea of getting the contact to the app, um, it's uh, its different and it depends a lot on the region. Um, one of the examples of uh, cooperation is uh, what we did with uh, Jonathan, uh, with the Scottish whitewater guidebook. Um, this is quite a straightforward idea. Uh, we are selling the guidebook in the app. Uh, so we have this one for Scotland and for a couple other regions. And uh, some other regions are, are offered for free. And the idea is to slowly starting introducing the Creative Commons license on uh, such regions so that everybody uh, can uh, copy the information. This is just um, a roundup about the Whitewater Guide, and I think Konstantin wants to add uh, something about the app. Yeah, uh, so as Mike already told, I'm the developer of Whitewater Guide. I do all the coding, uh, and uh, so probably you've heard of Whitewater Guide. We uh, did uh, two rounds of crowdfunding. Uh, we started in 2016, and I think in 2017 we did a round of crowdfunding uh, on Russian crowdfunding platform. Uh, and uh, recently, uh, this summer, uh, we had a second round on Indiegogo. So we promised uh, several uh, regions and uh, also some uh, features. Uh, one of those features is logbook. I'm currently working on uh, adding logbooks to our app. Uh, so you can uh, save uh, information on the rivers you ran, when, with whom, at what water level. And uh, we are approaching uh, end of, of our uh, second crowdfunding run, uh, round. And uh, what should I say? Uh, we have some premium regions in uh, our app uh, because, uh, you know, it's really difficult uh, to get information on uh, some regions. Uh, sometimes uh, people uh, have a paper guidebook and they're not going uh, to give this information for free. Uh, so uh, uh, we have uh, an agreement uh, with uh, some authors and uh, that's why some sections uh, are are not free in our app, but others are under Creative Commons license. And uh, from my experience, the most difficult part of working with uh, 
with IT in, in Whitewater community is uh, to make people contribute, even people whom I know well. I'm asking them to like describe a couple of rivers and uh, I ask them again and again and they never do that. And uh, this is about uh, information and uh, with uh, actual coding, it's, it's even more difficult um, because uh, there are few kayakers and uh, there are even uh, fewer uh, developers among them. And uh, recently, I published the uh, first, uh, uh, first piece of uh, our code as open source. It's an engine that uh, harvests uh, data from very, uh, different uh, stations uh, that, you know, so you can know the water levels and it's uh, available for free and uh, you can use it in your project. Or if you want to add uh, your local data source uh, to our app or some other app, uh, you can write some little concrete piece of code and uh, we'll add it to our app and other apps uh, so people can uh, see your local levels in a convenient app. <laughs> I don't know what, what to add. <laughs> Someone else? Hello. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My name is Tim. I am a developer for the um, for the River Map project. We are a website that uh, was founded in around 2008, and um, our main feature is a map, or our main feature was a map that uh, uh, shows you which rivers are paddleable around the European area. So you can look at a glance and see what is running at paddleable levels now. Uh, we also have a some kind of uh, we have an overlay for the weather, um, which was kindly donated by a Meteor Blue or a, a local weather company to me. And um, if you look at that map then, and you look at the weather, you, you can work out where to go for the end. You can work out where to go to Easter if if that was going to be possible again. Um, we, you know, like uh, like Constantine said, it's very difficult to get the information. So originally, when this was started, I imagined that the founding uh, developer, which is me, a guy called Misha, I think he probably expected that um, paddlers would you know, get very excited and send him information, but it turns out really not to go like that. And you have to run around and uh, try and encourage people to tell you what they know. Um, it isn't really, I think, because paddlers are lazy. Um, it's because they don't really know exactly how, how to present that information for 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 technology and also how to develop, present it for other paddlers. Um, so we have a group of about four or five people who, who do that kind of organisation of data. We call them editors. We have about 1,700 paddleable sections around uh, Europe, mainly in the Alps, some in Japanese, uh, some in Norway. Um, and having collected all that data, we noticed, we started to wonder what was going to happen if we stopped with the project. Um, and to cut a long story short, after much heartache, we decided that we would license our data under a 
um, a public an open public license so that other projects could use it also it wasn't lost when we if we stopped our project or died or lost the keys or something so that's become a big interest of ours now we're we're completely free it's we're totally voluntary um, and our big interest is to create a free database so that uh, future projects don't have to start by collecting 1700 data sections before they can do something useful Okay, there's a couple more people on this call. So if you, uh, Tim, you want to line up, who's, who's going to speak to us next? Yeah, yeah so uh, Sergio here. Uh, I'm from Italy. And uh, I started working on a project called riverzone.u. Um, uh, the reason I started this is because, well, in Italy, there is a very well-known uh, source, which is CK Fumi, a very uh, old uh, website that was created maybe 15 years ago. Um, but the project is not maintained anymore, and especially the online gauges were uh, starting to deteriorate, not work uh, uh, very well. Um, and I tried, but couldn't really get in touch with, uh, with the project owners. Uh, so I decided to basically start my own. And uh, so that was the, be the beginning on the, of a very uh, regional project uh, for, uh, for Italian rivers, basically. Uh, but then uh, I uh, got to know uh, Tim, um, so from Rivermap, and uh, we had a lot of in common and we decided basically to merge the two projects. Uh, so now it's it's basically one single project where uh, I contributed all of the Italian sections uh, to Rivermap, uh, and uh, we are basically working together to build this uh, this uh, common shared database uh, that other projects can can use. Uh, and my very utopic goal is to have this single source of truth. Uh, about rivers in general. Um, the idea, the underlying idea is, uh, um, of course, uh, that the more projects we have, uh, the more likely, uh, if each project works on its own, uh, is to have uh, different data. So maybe I'm looking at the river on the river app or, or on Whitewater Guide or, or somewhere else, and it's the same river, it's the same section, but they get different data. Maybe I get different calibrations, river levels, I get different uh, grading. So as a user, I'm really confused, Ali, well, who's, who's right? I mean, what information is more up to date? Um, so so my goal is to get there. It will be very long. It will take a lot of time, but maybe, maybe it will be possible one day. And this is also part of uh, the reason why we are all here, because we are all talking together. All the developers from all the all of these projects, uh, we're we're not really on our own. We're we're having uh, discussions about this. Uh, and one other item. Uh, about this is, for example, like um, uh, dangers, uh, reporting dangers. Uh, that is a big deal because typically what paddlers do is they see, they, they run the river, they see a danger and they post it on Facebook. And that is the worst thing ever that they could do because 
that kind of information is very important and on Facebook it just gets lost somewhere and never recovered. Their friends will know, but that's about it. So if I see a problem on an Italian river and I post it on Facebook, my Italian friends will know, but then the next guy from Germany who comes, he will never know and he will run into it. So that's why it's very important to report these issues on uh, the these wide water uh, paddling applications and also the reasons why we're striving to get all of this information to be shared as well so that if I post a problem about the river on river map the same problem shows up on other applications it's not it's not like that yet but that's where I would really like to go so uh, back to river zone um so well, why, there, why don't we just finish introducing the other people on the call here so yeah exactly get, yeah uh, yeah sorry it's um, yep um uh, so uh when i was uh working together with tim uh, to get this going um uh, and then uh, we needed uh um, an administration panel to let contributors uh, paddlers help us uh keep this all this information up to date and that's when basically logan showed up to do just that so to you, Logan. Yeah, I'll take it over from here. Yeah, so I'm uh, somewhat of a late entry compared to the rest of these guys, um, but I'm originally from the US and have now moved to the Netherlands uh, where I live and have done a, a fair share of paddling here in the Alps and where we can in Germany nearby, um, despite uh, there being no flowing water in the Netherlands. But uh, um, I have have some experience with front-end web development and so I thought that maybe I could somehow volunteer or help uh, these guys with their efforts and so through some chain of online searching I stumbled upon uh, their group that they have uh, this paddle IT group and got in contact uh, first with uh, Toro and then he connected me with Sergio and Tim and so I was seen how I could contribute and so um, what small or what we thought was a small task but is a I hope a helpful and uh, upcoming uh, challenge is to have this administration panel to help the editors to uh, tweak the calibrations and the river sections and the river stations um, so you know that's uh, about it for me so passed on to uh, Toro okay yeah so my name's Toro, or my nickname. Um, I live in Switzerland and I run a kayak school, rafting company and shop. And uh, yeah, I've been paddling for some 30 years or more. Um, and as I'm also into computers a little bit, uh, I use stuff like River Map or River App um, to plan my next trip. And also in my region i like to contribute back and uh yeah about new runs or also about dangers etc and uh so i had the problem okay now um there are different projects they are all pretty nice which one should i contribute to should i contribute to all of them ah uh, no that's not really a clever plan somehow and uh so that was uh, one trigger for me to think about i could do something else i could try to find out if it's possible to uh, bring these projects together to make them work together. And I discovered one website in England um, where the guy who started it 
actually at the bottom he wrote uh, all my content is creative commons and uh, yeah that was kind of like one seed where I saw oh, we should do this in other places as well and yeah so I started to contact different projects and try to convince them into what we are doing now more and more yeah Okay, so that's kind of the intro there, and it, it kind of a lo long-winded intro, or longer than I thought it was going to be. But it really, the first thing I was going to ask is kind of how are you guys using uh, IT and computer technology in paddle sports? And I think you kind of answered that in, in your introductions, really. Is that if if uh, you don't mind me summarizing a little bit, is that you're all working together to try and build uh, online platforms which show river descriptions river gauges calibrated to like relative levels and also have a, a centralized location for um to report hazards and dangers and stuff as they come up or as rapids change or whatever um is that a fair assessment of what you guys are working collaboratively on yeah i think you could say that yeah there is a few more uh elements to it that haven't been uh, mentioned yet okay tell um, me about um yeah so um or it has been mentioned a little bit um, one thing that also bothered me um, before I started this what, was that um, it also goes back to the time of paper books that uh, um, when people, you, you, people used to write the book, guidebook, um, at some point the book is sold out and the information is more or less lost. And um, the same thing happened with uh, first blogs that came up and like forums, boat to talk or something. Somehow they got big. Uh, people with a lot of enthusiasm started them and at some point things fade away. And so there is the danger or it's actually more a harsh reality that at some point all this information is getting lost um so yeah and publishing or putting a creative commons license like something for those not so computer uh wikipedia style you put the information somewhere and you allow everybody to use it commercially or not commercially um so this allows other people like um constantin and mike with their quite recent um project of Whitewater Guide, it allows them to reuse content that others created. They don't have to explicitly go and ask everybody, hey, can I use your content? Do you maybe want to contribute your content to my project? But if the content is already in a license, everybody can use it. And I guess that's uh, most paddlers. If they put information somewhere on Facebook or wherever, um, they kind of assume uh, that, yeah, that's free to use for whoever wants it. But if you have something like a guidebook uh, or whatever, if the license is not on there, uh, somebody else cannot just like so take it. All right, so let's pick up on something that uh, has kind of come up a couple times there, is that like information put out on Facebook um, is not the most useful thing in the world for all kayakers. Um, and I... I'm probably guilty of this. I put a lot of information on Facebook when I see a, a problem on a river, but I hadn't really considered it in the way you guys are talking about it, um, in that uh, it, it's possible for that information uh, not to get shared to everyone in the paddling community. What are, um, what are some ways we can overcome this or what are some 
you know, it, it should just everyone be on Facebook. It, it's really tempting to just post stuff on Facebook because you get instant feedback. People click like, and Facebook's obviously designed to give that instant feedback. People can comment easily, so it feels like it's useful when you're contributing to your 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 relevant uh, Facebook group for the area you're in. But it's transient; it disappears really, really quickly. So if someone posts, "Oh, there's a tree down in this river. You've got to make sure you watch out for that." Next day, two days later, you you can't really find it again. Uh, so in Scotland, at least, we have the great SCA, the national governing body, and they they collate these things. Uh, but of course, if nobody tells them, then it, it doesn't it doesn't percolate out. Uh, and and also my SCA Where's the Water website. I try and I try and watch the Facebook groups, and and if someone says there's a problem here, I will add it into there. Uh, but I would much prefer that people contacted me directly and or or were able to say. Um, yeah, please add this. And also, when it's fixed, you've got to you've got to go. Oh, the problem's gone away. That's great to know. You, it's really good and useful when people can catch up on that. Um, so I think yeah. obviously the the idea of a centralized guidebook or a centralized place where all this information comes together makes uh, it makes a lot of sense when we're talking about it. Like in, like in this, we're like sitting around and you guys are a group of people that can actually well, make that, that happen. Yep. Go ahead. I interrupt you. I don't. I think that uh, I don't think that any of us would really um, typify that as what we're we're actually trying to do. I think we're a bunch of people who have got our own uh, you know, projects. We're all just doing our hobbies, and we kind of nearly agree between us that some of these things are a problem. I don't think we agree at all what we we might manage to do to fix them. So we get together and and make small advances in some areas like saying okay let's share the information about where a put-in is before we start trying to work out how to deal with messages coming from around the community or trying to get stuff off facebook and change people's habits i mean we have no chance of um, competing with facebook so this would be a problem i think we all agree with but none of us wouldn't have any idea at the moment how to solve and i don't think we all think that a a central database is a uh a conceivable um, ideal, although it's you know, perhaps one of Sergio's goals, but I'm sure there's other people here who think, well, that's plum crazy and I'm having nothing to do with it. But I think that we, we all agree that input from users is a very scarce resource. And when we don't share that, the community doesn't, between the projects, uh, the community doesn't uh, benefit. And possibly one of the reasons the users don't contribute to um some of these projects is they realize that it's fragmented and they might as well put it on facebook sorry that might have been a bit long no that's uh, so I, uh I, yeah sorry go yeah, ahead yeah i got just something a little bit more to add to this which is yeah we cannot compete with facebook and it's true that uh most of our projects are dealing with their own um problems right now and the idea of sharing this kind of information is uh yeah it's it's still just an idea uh, but uh, I would. This is something that I would I would recommend uh, users like uh, paddlers in general, which is okay. I, you see a danger, go on report it on Facebook. But if you're using uh, a whitewater application, whatever it is, river app, river map, river zone, whitewater guide, whatever, just please report that danger on your favorite whitewater application too, because. Because if, if you do that, 
then at some future point uh, we we will be able to collect all this information and put it together if it is just on facebook it's lost gone forever um this might be a, a stupid question or like somewhat leading but wh why why does everyone want to work on their own projects and not all be working on one project well it's, it just seems, like, it's, it's easy it's historical for fun <laughs> and because we all do different things so in in FCA where's the water I recently added in weather I've got this pollution reports the scheduled water report from when there's dams that are releasing um, and that's possible to do I can do that quite quickly um, because I know where the data is and I know how to solve the problem on my particular platform uh, it's much harder to do it on on somebody else's platform um, but the important thing is that we're all talking to each other and we're all sharing ideas on our on our Paddler IT uh, channel. Uh, Tori, you want to come in on something there? I see you have... Uh... Yeah, yeah, I think uh, one answer to this also is uh, it's the same answer as uh, why is there many languages in across the world? Uh, because, uh, yeah, the world is a big... Uh, distributed place and uh, people start to do things locally and in different moments in time and as Jonathan said uh, with a little bit different uh, ideas where they want to go to and um, also because all of us are doing this for fun and it's most fun if you just uh, start to do whatever you want to do and uh, yeah, then only at a later point when you grow to a certain size, you start to realize, oh, okay, this is actually also somehow painful work. And uh, yeah, then you start to realize, okay, either I give up the project and start a new hobby or yeah, somehow I manage to start working together with other people. And that's when we start to grow together. Okay, so that's great. That kind of uh, outlines uh, what I'm thinking here. Obviously, from uh, I'm not very technologically savvy, and talking to all of you guys, it seems like you're all working on uh, similar but different things. But it's it's good to hear. Um, it, it's thank you for clarifying why you're all working, uh, you know, like together but separately. Um, what I want to know is what can the average person like? Because I, I think the idea of having um, apps and um, more like digital resources for kayak trips is really good. Like I have a number of guidebooks on my shelf right now and some of them have little notes in them uh, and some of them don't and some of them are just completely irrelevant now or, or a, a way out of date. Um, and I really like the idea of having these apps um, that tell you the water levels and what's going to be good and with a description of the river. What can people like me do who are not technologically savvy at all um, to help further the progress of these of these apps and digital guidebooks and um, water level resources and things like that. Uh, Jonathan Riddle from Scotland here. So people can, of course, um, calibrate things. And um, and so we mentioned when there's dangers, people um, can can uh, communicate that to the relevant national governing body and to the relevant um, app or website. Um, but all the gauges, those calibrations, they have to be done manually. There's no way. Um, there's there's no way to to do that automated so it needs people to go to the rivers check what the relevant environment agency gauge is saying and then and then calibrate that to is it low is it a scrape is it high is it huge so every time you go to a river it, it's really important that you take a note of what the gauge relevant gauge is saying and then what do you think that means for as a canoeist is it a medium level is it a high level is it 
a flood level um, and then feed that back to the relevant project in in the country that you're in um, and even do that if it's if it's correct to verify that the, the that the gauge is correct that's just as important as as pointing out that there's something incorrect so that we can crowdsource it and we can get a understanding of, of what it means from as many different uh, calibrations as possible. I could add something to that. Please um, do. I would say that um, everybody knows their local rivers. And if you um, go to uh, find some IT project that's covering your area and you don't find your local rivers in there, the ones that you know, then get hold of your project um, and get them to add that information in there. Um, so that so that we can share it, because by sharing your own local knowledge, um, you can uh, hope that other people are doing the same thing in places that you visit, and that's that's how it works. Really, the the locals know best, and um, you do the the biggest favor to the projects when you share the knowledge that you you have in the hope that uh, other people are doing the same. Konstantin uh, of Whitewater Guard here. Uh, I'd like to add something about collaboration. Uh, in Whitewater Guide, uh, we have uh, many exotic regions, uh, and uh, these regions they don't uh, have online gauges or even uh, you know physical gauges. Uh, but uh, the easiest thing you can do is uh, take your phone with you uh, on the river. Uh, and when you are putting in, take a picture of uh, of your putting with uh, with a visible water level, water line, and then uh, at the takeout, uh, take another picture or uh, take another picture where you can see the river from from a road or something like that, and uh, post it uh, into one of uh, our projects and uh, like. Leave a comment. This level was high. This was medium low. It's the easiest way to calibrate uh, rivers without uh, gauges. Perfect. So I think that um, you know between all your answers there, if I could just summarize a little bit, the thing that the, the average Joe kayaker, like I would put myself in that, like not technologically savvy average Joe. Um, you know, Seth, you're not, not average. There's nothing average about you, Seth. Anyway, so let's say I'm the average, uh, reflective of the average paddler. I go kayaking. Um, I want to help out with these uh, IT apps and uh, uh, guidebooks and things. The best thing I can do is share my knowledge on when something's high or low. Ideally, if I can do that by sending uh, pictures or other information to whoever is the uh, app developer for my my region, my like global region, uh, and if I can help calibrate with water levels and descriptions and hazards. Is that a fair summary of kind of what we just talked about? Yeah, that's a pretty fair summary. And if you do that, something's going to happen. As soon as you show any interest, someone's going to get on your case and ask whether you've got any friends and do they know any rivers. So it'll all come flooding down the uh, flooding down towards you if you actually look like you might. Act offer something it's, yeah and uh, I, I, I think that you're right that trickle down effect is really important and that um you know like everyone has to do a little bit but if everyone does a little bit actually we could go a lot further towards having um better resources for all kayakers which i think would be really important because it would help attract make it easier or have like less barriers for entry for new people coming into our sport and i think that's really uh, my focus is to try and help 
get more people involved and excited about kayaking and if, um, we can remove as many of those barriers to entry as possible and if one of the barriers to entry is like getting information about what rivers to go to and when to go to them um, I think that's really great and really useful and in this area of Canada I think it's a bit underused right now there's not uh, or to my knowledge there's not any good projects happening uh, like what you guys are doing in Europe um, do you I don't know who wants to come in on this, but do you think Europe is just further ahead on this because you have more people who are involved in uh, IT and paddle sports, or do you think it's more ahead because it's like just kind of denser and, and more close got together? More gauge, got more gauges and more density, I think. So it just seems like a natural thing for us to try out. Um, that would be my guess. I was, Sorry, I, I was also wondering about, uh, because like I was, because I tried to connect the uh, different projects. I was looking around where are projects and uh, yeah, I was a little bit puzzled or it felt from looking from Europe, it felt like there is less projects in the US uh, and then I found it especially interesting because the Silicon Valley and like computer stuff normally comes from the US but uh, probably it is because uh, the social media because social media also uh, maybe was there a little bit earlier, so there was a bigger shift to there as well. Well, there. In my, yes, um, so sorry, I'm going to cut across you guys now. There's um, there is an, an an app, and I before I upset everyone who listens in America, there is an American Whitewater app, which American Whitewater is like the not the governing body, but they're like an advocacy group, um, especially in the U.S. for river access. And they do have an app, which is. Uh, kind of similar to your guys's projects in that it has a map with uh, like levels and uh, it's linked to some of the gauges, especially in the US is linked to um, uh, uh, USGS gauges. So there's, there is some information about uh, when rivers are high or low and, and what's going to be good or not. But I know at least for Eastern Canada, there's not it, it covers some rivers but it doesn't cover all the things we have and I, there used to be a really good project here called Quebec Whitewater which uh, I don't know what the situation is with it right now but you know stuff does exist and uh, you know the Americans are not you know I, it just seems like there's not as many people contributing to this American Whitewater app as what you guys have going on over there. Yeah exactly yeah of course there are there is also like uh, the first really big thing in the US or maybe that's maybe was worldwide one of the first big things was motor talk and then there is dreamflows.com which uh, also is a gauges website and forum etc and uh, yeah there is a few things but just like I, I didn't find that many and also some so far I didn't get um, any of the American projects to get into our group. I think yeah. we've had some contact with dreamflows Yes, we do. That's Chris Shackleton. I have a comment. So, so too. Well, I think that if, if anyone if anyone's listening and they're in America or they're in Canada and they're a part of one of these projects or the American Whitewater Project, uh, how do they get in touch with you? What's the best way to help link them to you and, and collaborate some information? I, I think also a difference with uh, the US uh, versus the number of projects in Europe. Um, is, you know, with my paddling buddies at, uh, in the U.S., we always just reference the American Whitewater, and that has pretty full coverage of the whole, uh, you know, the whole country. Whereas here, I think it, uh, you see a lot more of this pop-up of the uh, yeah, particular, you know, in Scotland, we've got 
where's the water and then the Alps uh, we have you know, Tim was on the uh, river map and then Italy with the river zone so I think these kind of popped up more country based um, whereas you know so I, I don't know the language oh maybe that, that could also be you know some artifact of, of that as well um, whereas that kind of had full coverage so I don't know many people who are questioning another need for uh, another app but I think they also could use more uh, you know, maybe refreshing or more ideas or more uh, comments like like we see that need here too. Uh, guys, I, mean, I, I would just like to add something. This is Michael. Wait, what, yeah. guys? Um, first of all, for Canada, there is uh, not uh, nothing, right? The Quebec Whitewater is alive, and uh, it's uh, they they have a paid uh, subscription, and it works. Uh, and we came up with a whitewater guide for Quebec. We have 200 sections, so I think it works pretty pretty nice. It's just very new since last year, so people don't know about it that much. But if anybody from uh, uh, Northeast US and Quebec is listening that, uh, this is a great uh, app to use there. And also the Western Canada has the liquid lore and the BC whitewater and uh, also the whitewater guide. So it doesn't look like the, there are way less um, uh, startups sites or information on the US and Canada. Okay, I stand I stand completely corrected. I appreciate your input there. I wasn't aware that Quebec Whitewater had a, a new a new thing up and going. I like a few years ago it was it used to be really good and then I uh, I kind of hadn't used it for a bit, but uh, that's good news, good news for for us out here. Um, I think we've kind of talked about all the things I wanted to talk about about how people can help with these projects. Um, and you know what the best way for the every the everyday paddler to help out and to give these little pieces of knowledge and information. And I do think that's going to be valuable for us as a as a community and, and help remove those barriers to entry people coming in. So I had a couple of asinine questions that I don't know if uh, you guys will be able to help me out with, but I'm really interested in if self driving cars are ever going to be able to do shuttle. And I don't know if you guys know anything about that. You know you're. You know, some programming things like will I be able to just set my car to pick me up at the takeout one day? I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> just thought about it, but find it brilliant. Uh, um, okay, that's great. That's the next one I had is what about a drone could pick me up uh, at the takeout? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, like always my dream. I wouldn't go for a drone. But for a uh, airship like a Zeppelin, you could sleep in it overnight, and it drops you up in the next morning at the next put-in and picks you up at the takeout. Yeah, that's my dream. Okay, well, one one day. We stay at home. One day. Um. Well, I think that's kind of all the things I wanted to talk about in this discussion. Is there anything anyone wants to add in before we kind of sign off and let people get back to their COVID nineteen lockdowns? <laughs> Yeah, we've got the the Scottish announcement, which is okay. the, the Scottish Whitewater book, which is, in my humble opinion, the best book out there of, of any country, 380 river runs. Uh, we're putting that into Mike and Constantin's Whitewater Guide app. So the book works great, but some some people want to be able to integrate that with the gauges and, and with their smartphone. And using the Whitewater Guide app, uh, we will be launching that in the next day or so, uh, available to everybody as a premium edition, which costs £10, which is half the price of the book. And I advocate that everybody give it a try.
I have to hop in here and tell you that the last time I kayaked in Scotland was probably in 2010. And I had a physical copy of, I think, the second edition of Scottish Whitewater Guide. And it was exactly correct. Every put in, every takeout of every river I did, um, which was very pleasing and made my Scotland trip very good. So second, I'm sure the new version is just as good and just as accurate. And I'm excited to see a calibrated version with um, with the app there. Great. I don't really have anything else to add here. So I think we'll let people get back to COVID-19 misery and hope this has brought some lights to their day. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for taking part. And I will see you in a future podcast. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. Thank you.